Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. What a way to start Monday Night Raw, and Tommy's got some great opinions about Drew McIntyre. Also, a surprise call from my brother, Don LaGreca. That's right. The ESPN radio host talks about frauds. Of course, Tommy being one. And then we talk to the hottest free agent in pro wrestling right now, the one and only Matt Hardy. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. What a great way to start off Monday Night Raw with Brock Lesnar and the man who may be your new WWE champion in Tampa in a few weeks, Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. They, to me, you know, Drew McIntyre is reminding me a lot of HBK with the whole Claymore kick, the nip up, how the people are responding. And they've told the real story about him. Yeah. His sit down that he had the week before, and I, I've known Drew. I was the one who got him booked in Impact Wrestling. I was there when he had his debut match in WWE. For a lot of talents, because WWE has this factory of wrestlers down in their performance center, and it's like okay, we're you, you know at times you literally when I was there, you had literally three weeks to try to get over. That was it. And whether they're going to sink or swim, he is continued like his real story, his journey and how he put it on himself and, and everything. But that's the real guy. And you're seeing this real guy who's literally pulled himself from a comedy act to leaving the company for that maturity. And it was and kudos to him because he gets it. Triple H said, go out there and find yourself, go out there, reinvent yourself. And he did. And now he's main eventing WrestleMania. Why? Because of hard work. If you followed him on social media, you would see like, oh, when he doesn't want to miss a show or or stuff like that. But they are pushing him well-deserved. And it happened to a lot of people. When I ran the developmental system, I remember one day, and it was Chris Masters and uh, Mike Mondo from the Spirit Squad. We did the average age of everyone developmental system. The average age was 22. And I literally looked at everyone. I said, most of you will be unemployed by the time you're 25, 26. What are you preparing for that? What are you doing with that? And everyone looked around like, that'll never happen to me. And I remember Chris Masters telling me I was unemployed three times by the time I was 30. When here's a guy in his prime. But when you, you have to kind of like Matt Hardy, great at reinventing himself. Great at his age. He could literally right now pick where he wants to go. If you, like Chris Masters, when he was, his last run that he had there before he got let go, he was in the best working spot in his life. And he was still in great shape. But if you're there for so long, you're kind of used damaged material. If you're just there, the guy who's losing or just there, the guy who, when he was young, and he admits it, just like Drew McIntyre, I was young and I was dumb. And I got lost in my own head. But once you go out there and find yourself, the sky's the limit. 
It's so funny because you look at some of the wrestlers that we've seen go in and out of the WWE. Perfect example would be somebody like Ryback. You know, Ryback was on that uptick. There was an argument that I had, and I remember Chris Jericho came in. I was having an argument saying, I think they should give the championship title to Ryback. And I remember we had Jericho as a guest, and he said, yeah, why not? Do something different. His his rocket was just sky high. He had a significant match at Wrestle WrestleMania 29 here in New Jersey. By the next year... He was on Superstars, and then he was completely gone from the WWE. And it's amazing. you got to take advantage of that, Tommy. And you, you mentioned Matt Hardy. He has done a phenomenal job of taking advantage of situations and changing his character. He was the Hardy boy, and then he was Big Money Matt, and now he's the you know woken and broken Matt Hardy. Just like pro wrestling, you have to evolve. And if you're a pro wrestler, you have to evolve as well. Absolutely, man. I will always, Terry Funk always told me, you have to change with the times and change with the business or else it will pass you by. And this is a guy, Terry Funk, that's all I have to say about that. Because what he did for the NWA in the 60s and 70s and 80s, uh, 90s. I remember he left. He went to Hollywood. Then he comes back and that famous angle he did with Ric Flair. Then he went to WWE. Then he helped out ECW. Literally carried ECW on his back in his 50s and 60s. But when you have guys, it's your mentality. It's your mind. It's outside the box thinking. And it's also like, you know, hey, p- people want to crap all over, you know, Goldberg. Bill Goldberg is in phenomenal shape. Bill Goldberg is on the TV show. One of my favorites, the Goldbergs. And you could see him, and he still has that star appeal. When he comes out there and everyone, they don't just sit on their hands. What do they do? Goldberg, Goldberg. And then it's going to be an interesting first-time-ever match for him versus Roman Reigns. That helps. That helps with the mainstream. That helps you be on so many different things, is what Vince McMahon always wants. So it's just, and you look at, we're on the cusp of Drew McIntyre. There could be an entire new reign of somebody who's been around the business for a long time. Uh, another perfect example of someone who has been exactly the same, changes stuff up a little bit, and has ignited the wrestling business, especially on the SmackDown brand, John Morrison. And John Morrison is not a young kid. No. He's 40 years old, doing things that a 40-year-old can't do. But he does them because he's super-duper talented. And even when he wanted to leave, uh, again, right Right place, right time. John wanted more money. John wanted the, back in the day, they used to call it the Chris Jericho schedule or the Brock Lesnar schedule. Nobody's getting that. Back then, now some people are. You know why? Because the business, because Tony Khan literally changed the wrestling business by starting this AEW because there's competition out there. Well, if half those people, if John Morrison was there, wanted to leave and could say, hey, Vince, I want this this amount of money then, maybe he'd get it. Hey, I want to be the champion. Hey, I want to do this. There's so many different behind-the-scenes stories as well that you know sometimes don't get told. And we saw it with Jinder Mahal. He was gone. Um, he was part of that horrific gimmick with Drew McIntyre. He comes back, becomes a world champion. Now here's the chance for Drew McIntyre. Maybe there's hope for Heath Slater. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, you, you know. I mean, listen, he can even, turn Heath on Sla- Drew. even Heath Slater came back right, and with Rhino became tag team champions. Um, absolutely. But here's a listen. Here's a guy who's also been employed for WWE for a long, long time. Yes. And it's funny uh, where you think about you know there's people that I hired into WWE that are still working there, and I've left in 2009. That's a long time. And what you know, I, I was just having this conversation with the talent. Uh, I had the same conversation with Matt Hardy. Hey, man, do it. What's best for you and your family? You know, sometimes I say, did I make the right choice? Sometimes I say, hell yeah, I made the right choice. Sometimes I debate that. Sometimes I say, man, maybe I should have went back to WWE. It's only three years of my life. I could literally sit on my fat ass and collect a paycheck and eat and catering because that's what some people are doing. And I had this conversation literally with someone last night, and I was just like, dude. You're not going to make the money that they just gave you or offered you. You should stay there because I know Impact can't pay you that. I know AEW probably could pay you that, but I don't know if AEW, where, 
Where would you fit in AEW? They have a pretty stacked roster because now there's only going to be top talent. It's not like how it was in WCW where the lowest wrestler can jump from WWE to WCW or vice versa. You know, now there's there's fighting for roster spots. And there's Where also would you a fit? stigma. There's, sometimes there's a stigma around the wrestler as well. So, like, if you're a quote-unquote WWE wrestler and you make the jump to AEW, maybe you won't be accepted by that AEW audience. And then you're going to find yourself in the same position that you were when you were with the WWE. Absolutely. And if it's for, I'm working, because, I mean, AEW's not doing live events. They literally do a TV show once a week. That's it. And the pay-per-view, and that's, that's it. They don't have a live event schedule right now. And so how could you then go to Tony Khan and say, hey, man, I really, and how could you uh, say, I really think I could add to your company if you were a mid to lower card wrestler in WWE, unless you totally go out there and change everything that you do, or there's a specific spot that you do, that you could fit like Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy or Luke Harper, uh, you know, in the dark order. But think about it. we we have two guys who are out there on, as free agents mm-hmm. and we're only trying to fit them into one gimmick. Think of that. It, it's just like football, just like baseball. Football, certain amount of guys on a team, same with baseball. I love Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip Electric Toothbrush wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this. That if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and an anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. Believe me, I need that. My daughter, who has Quip, needs that so she knows that she's getting the best brushing in the morning. The Quip Floss Dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash busted right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash busted. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash busted. Quip. The Good Habits Company. You asked for Don LaGreca of ESPN in New York 98.7, the number one drive time show here in New York City. And my brother joins us here. Don, how are you this morning? Tremendous. How are you? It's great. It's great having you on. I'm going to tell you why, because this is a topic that you're absolutely going to love. Okay? Yes. All right. First of all, I don't know because you don't listen to my show, but my co-host on Wednesdays is Tommy Dreamer. I'm familiar with his work. Okay. Tommy is what you would call a fraud. Yes. Because he's wearing a Chicago White Sox hat. The day before that, he was wearing a Cleveland Indians hat. The day before that, he was wearing a Yankee hat. You, you get my drift. He, yeah. wears, he wears a Devils pullover, and then he'll wear a Rangers pullover, and then he'll wear a Montreal Canadiens pullover over his giant jersey and then a Jet jersey. What, does he work for Starter? I, I I don't I don't think so, but he's a fraud. Now, you did the play-by-play for the New York Rangers uh, last night, correct? That's a, yeah. No, I did the uh, pre and post. Okay, you did the pre and post. So, yeah. in between periods, you interviewed WWE superstar Kevin Owens, correct? Yes, very nice guy. See, I, from what I hear. So, <laughs> so I you you had the picture. You posted it on social media, you interviewing Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens is wearing a New York Rangers jersey. Yes. Now, Tommy Dreamer informed me just a few minutes ago that Kevin Owens is a Montreal Canadiens fan. So if he's a Montreal Canadiens fan, how is he sitting in Madison Square Garden wearing a New York Rangers jersey? Because the business makes for strange bedfellows, right? First of all, he said that he was a huge Canadians fan growing up. 
But then when he fell in love with wrestling, he kind of left hockey behind. He still likes it, but he just doesn't follow it the same way that he used to. Mm -hmm. And now he goes to Madison Square Garden to promote the event coming up on March 22nd, and they give him a jersey with his name on the back. What is he supposed to do? I'm not going to wear the jersey. He's got to promote the event. They're going to put him on the Jumbotron. Was he supposed to wear a Canadian's jersey at a Ranger game at the Jumbotron? He made his bed. Now he's got a lie in it. He is a wrestling fan trying to promote wrestling. Tommy, you know what it's like. you got to promote the event. Exactly what I'm so trying to tell I, you. Listen, I love to call him a fraud. First of all, I wouldn't call him a fraud to his face. The guy's huge. It probably would drop me on my head. But... I understand. Listen, I grew up a Devil fan. I'm working for the Rangers now. What am I supposed to do the game in a, Ra- a Devil jersey? You make decisions in business. Thank you. Done. That's unbelievable. Or how about how the fact... How is it unbelievable? David, how is it unbelievable? This is what he chose to do. He is a wrestler who has to promote an event at Madison Square Garden. They give him a jersey. Okay, can I ask you this? Here's my other question that I'm arguing with your brother about. Yes. He... We there's a wrestling company called AEW. There's a wrestling company uh, WWE. We like both companies. Your brother likes you know this. He grew up. He was annoying little brother. You just want to kick him and punch him all the time for Which all his, for oh, his wrestling. What do you mean like to? I did <laughs> for his love of all these different wrestling promotions. I equate that to well, according to your brother's one dimensional sports mind, he should not he should only like one. But he's like, No, I support all wrestling. And I said, just like I support I'm a Yankees and Mets fan. That's what I am. I that's but ridiculous. yet I see that's ridiculous. Hang on. The Chicago White Sox had an ECW day, had me throw out the first pitch. I threw out the first pitch of the Marlins. You think I'm gonna go like, oh, I'm gonna wear my Mets stuff or I don't like the Marlins when an organization is very, very nice to you. That's it. My friend oh, Tony Khan owns see, the Jaguars. How do I not like the Jaguars? There's a couple of different things at play here. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you would go. I mean, I don't know what you would do specifically, but you know, if you're a Met fan and you decide, you know, I'm going to go to a White Sox game, I'm going to buy a White Sox jersey, that would be fraudulent. But if you're going to throw out the first pitch at a Cub game and they give you a jersey, yeah, you put the jersey on. It's Cubs and Yankees or Cubs and Mets aren't that big a rival. I guess they kind of are, but not to the extent where they're Mets-Yankees or Mets-Phillies or Yankees-Red Sox or something like that. But, you, <clears throat> David, you get into the business, you got to promote. If you, you grew up a wrestling fan and you were just the biggest – Dusty Rhodes fan in the world, and you just thought he was the best, then you would be, as a fan, you would have the luxury of saying, I only love Dusty Rhodes, screw everybody else. But once you get into the business, and once you got to promote it, then you kind of have to put the fandom aside, and you got to promote everybody else. I think that's what Tommy's doing. I think that's last night what Kevin was doing. A fan is a fraud if he roots for multiple teams. (laughs) <laughs> but if, if if promotion or work takes you in a different direction, what are you supposed to do? He's, Hang I, on one second. Uh, who's your favorite? Yeah, you who's your? Talk, uh, no, I. You get to talk to your brother all the time. I don't. <laughs> who's your favorite uh, player of all time? My favorite player of all time would probably be Nolan Ryan. Okay, great example. How many teams did Nolan Ryan play for? Well, let's see: Mets, Angels, Rangers, Astros. Four. So you at least rooted for Nolan Ryan through four different teams. You'd want to see that team win, correct? But not if they were going up against the Mets. Okay. See? And, and and now people are posting stuff. Scott in Long Island posted a picture of Kurt Hawkins, who's the biggest Met fan, wearing a Yankee jacket because they invited him to the Yankees. You're a fraud. You're not. You're, then you can't call yourself a fan anymore. Kurt Hawkins is no longer a fan. So, now he's a businessman. So now you call yourself a businessman, not a fan. Kevin Owens is no longer a fan. This is what I got to deal he's with. He's a businessman. There's a difference between the fan and the I, businessman. I, Kevin I, Owens is a businessman, no longer a fan. Well, listen, I'm going to I'm saying, but Tommy doesn't work in the baseball. In baseball, okay, he's a Met fan and a Yankee fan. That's fraudulent. Okay, he roots yeah, for both fraud. teams. That's absolutely fraudulent. Fraud. Ridiculous. Makes no sense. Fraud. But the stuff that you're talking about from promotional standpoint, am I a fraud growing up a Devil fan and not working for the Rangers? Does that make me a fraud? No, but you're no, but you're no longer a diehard Devils fan because now you work for the Rangers. Yes, that that is true. So there Goodbye. you go. But now yeah. Kevin Owens, the fraud that he is, is going to go watch a Montreal Canadiens game with the Canadiens jersey on. But I, That's but fraudulent. Do you think it makes, how, how do you it's think fraud. Vince McMahon would feel? All right? Because that's his boss, right? Yes. 
All right, how, how would Vince feel if there's an incident at Madison Square Garden in which Kevin refuses to wear the Ranger jersey, they don't put him up on the Jumbotron, they don't put him on our show yesterday to promote the event just because I'm a Canadians fan and I'm not a fraud. I'll tell you this one thing, I'll bring this up. up. If Steve Cohen said to me, Dave, to promote Busted Open, we're going to have you go to the, see the Eagles play, but you got to wear a Philadelphia Eagles jersey because they're going to have you, I'm going to say, fuck you. That's what I'll say. Hey, because hey, I'm hey, not hey. going because I'm a Cowboy fan. And you can't do that. And then, 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 then I'm no longer a fan. Then I'm a businessman, just like Kevin Owens, just like Tommy Dreamer, just like all the rest of them. <sighs> Frauds and businessmen, no longer fans. Kurt Hawk, Hawkins, no longer a fan. He's a businessman. That's fine. If you're going to call yourself a businessman, then you're a businessman. You're no longer a fan. Hang on. I Yankees, uh, Mets, World Series. You know who I rooted for? The Mets. That oh, what am I going to be a medal? Yeah, wait, 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 cookie. <laughs> but that's when my ultimate fandom. I showed my support for my for my team. So I'm and the player, like I'm you know this. The players don't care. I, I agree with David that you have to you have to shelve your fandom. But if you consider yourself a fan, you can't root for two teams, Tommy. You just oh, can't. Yeah, that's, yes, but I think can. once. But I but I do disagree with my brother that you know if busted open, which is the biggest show going on Sirius XM Sports, it's killing, it's crushing it, right? Yes. But but there's no such thing as is more publicity. If if he says, listen, we got a great event in Philly. They love busted open down there. We want you to, to, to do the coin toss. Uh, it's it's a it's a four twenty five game on Fox. It's Cowboys Eagles, and the whole world's going to be watching it. And it's going to be it, it's going to be over at the link, and we and we're going to it's going to be busted open day at the vet at, at at the link for this game, David. We're going to need you that coin toss. But the one thing, it all comes tumbling down if you don't do this. Put on an Eagles jersey for the coin toss. You're putting Eagles jersey. No, I, what I would do is I'd have Tommy do it because he's a fraud. Have him go and wear the Eagles jersey, and I'll stand next to him with the suit. No, no I'm t- but, but you can't change the analogy that I'm given. I'm saying that this is the this is the event of events in Philly. The WrestleMania for some reason is going to be at the the Wells Fargo Center. It's impossible, but I'm just saying. And it's all it's Dave Lagreca Day. It's not even Busted Open Day. It's Dave Lagreca Day at the Link. Well, They're celebrating Dave Lagreca. Your fathead. There's fifty thousand fatheads swinging back and forth at the Link, and it's all going to go away. It's all not going to happen unless you wear the Eagle jersey for the coin toss. What are you doing? If they're calling it Dave LaGreca Appreciation Day, I'll wear the Eagle jersey. All right. But so only if they the... call it Dave LaGreca Appreciation Day. <laughs> you would not. Yes. Uh, busted Open Day, you would do it. I would do it for Busted Open Day. There you go. I would. Because I, I, I would that do that it for my nation. If you're a diehard fan, Tommy, and you'll love your Mets so much, then put the Yankee jersey. stuff aside. Because you know, what, you know what Yankee fans do when the Mets lose? They laugh at us. They make fun of us. So why would you appreciate their team? Because I appreciate anyone who can play baseball. I also know players. I and you are you a think... baseball appreciator. Right? Exactly. You like the Mets, fan. but you appreciate and love the sport of baseball. Your brother That's said, you I, I look like I work at Models for the amount of stuff that I wear. <laughs> yeah, it's a, he works at Models. Right. You, you work for Carl Banks. You, you're a starter. You're, yeah, yeah. you're sampling all of his stuff. Also, the other word they use for that is fraud. So, Don, thank you so much. Again, what time's your show? Show's at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock and ends at 7. You know how I know that? Because I listen to your show. Unlike you, you don't listen to this show. So do I not come on your show? Do I not promote your show? Who brought up Busted Open during the Kevin Owens interview? I didn't have to do that. Oh, yeah. what, what was his response? He lo- he's like, I, I, I love Dave. I, I, I never met him, but I know him. You got to know Dave. We actually did meet once. So I guess that didn't go well. <laughs> completely forgot it. But Don, thank you so much. Thank I love you, Don. you, Don. I love you, Tommy. You're invited to the softball. Maybe one day you'll show. David, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yep. Bust it open. Number one. Number just oh, like that. just like your show. Number one. How many one. brothers? Let me ask you this: How many brothers have two separate shows that are number one in their in their markets in their genre? How many? Not not, not zero. Just the little Greco brothers. They should be writing about that.
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Matt Hardy. Matt, how are you today? I am excellent. Uh, First and foremost, Dave, I want to apologize for that incident back in the day. If it makes you feel any better, the essence, the soul, the force that was driving me, Zenith, he's gone now. So that certainly won't happen again. He has been reincarnated in the lake. Well, that is what we are shooting on. We are shooting on a reincarnation, and uh, you're going to see the first part of this experience today at noon and there's going to be a huge payoff in it i think people are going to be very excited about it and uh everyone that has watched it has been a small circle of people thus far has got chills from watching this episode so i'm very excited for to share it with the world well matt i mean we've had a lot of guests in the over 10 years that this show has been on the air but honestly today was the first time that fans of the show we're actually doing a countdown for the time that you were coming on. Like it's, you know, one hour till Matt Hardy's on Busted Open. Ten minutes till Matt Hardy's on Busted Open. I mean, you have definitely created a lot of buzz about not only your season finale coming up in just about 58 minutes from now, but also just about you. And that's you've done a wonderful job with that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, that's one thing I would like to really – you know, I, I would really like to hit home with that message to other performers in the professional wrestling industry. I'm sure Tommy would uh, echo my sentiment. Uh, it's very important that you promote your own brand. I mean, if you work for a promoter, sure, hopefully he's going to promote you like crazy and he's going to build you and going to make you to a star. But at the end of the day, it is your responsibility to make yourself a star and it is your responsibility to make people talk about you. Absolutely. I agree 1,000%. And there's, you know, we were talking before, if there's any ever been a person whose people hang on their social media and person who has pretty much reinvented himself many, many times, it's you. And I said it was Terry Funk who told me that you got to adapt with the times or the times will pass you by. And you're a perfect example of that at, um, I believe you're 45 years old. That is correct. And you can literally punch a ticket to wherever you want to go at this beautiful time in the wrestling industry. I know Impact Wrestling wants him. I know I want him just because I love him. I want to hang out with him. Um, <laughs> but it's a good time, right place, right time, because back in the day or their first run where when there wasn't any options, you know, we'd all be competing just to, you know, okay, well, I'll just sign this contract that you're offering me. But instead, we have options, and options are good in our industry. It really is, and it is such a, a golden era of the wrestling industry. And I, I know people don't really recognize and you know, realize the current situation in front of them, but how historic it is. It's, it's a very historic time right now, you know, just with AEW coming along, uh, you know, with WWE getting these huge TV deals, with the other promotions. Uh, having money to give guys and allowing them to have an opportunity to go and like own the craft and, and, and get better and still make a living with us. I mean, we really are living in a golden era of wrestling in so many ways. And for me, and I'm sure for you as well, Tommy, because we love the business, we love the guys in it. It's so great to see all these places that allow guys to go and make a living, you know, doing what is their passion. You know, it, it, that, that wasn't always the opportunity, you know, so it's nice that we have that in 2020. And, and it's funny, like I look at, you know, again, right place, right time. You look at AEW, Cody Rhodes, at one point, uh, him, the Young Bucks, anything they touched pretty much turned to gold that, you know, uh, Cody's dog had his own entrance. Cody's dog got as big as a pop on, on a on-camera walkthrough as one of the wrestlers. And here's Matt, who always has been creative, always has been the brains of the team and putting everything together. At one point, if you think about it, with the creative tools and the juices when he was in Impact, when Impact was on life support, Matt's not only doing his own thing, but he has his wife, who gets over as a character, her father, and yep. his his children, whereas, what if his, whereas his son 
defeats uh, Rockstar Spud, now Drake Maverick. And it's just everything he got. I know my own House of Hardcore show, when me and him were wrestling, I flew a drone in, which caused to get heat. And he's got Vanguard uh, getting over. He's got a boat getting over. And that's all from the creative mind. And it's just, I look forward to seeing his creative juices going out there in the world. But it is a pure uh, testament to how genius and smart he is and i'm not blowing smoke up his ass because this is again i only speak in facts that when you could get stuff like that over or get a t-shirt over of a stupid boat that's just been sitting in his backyard and a lake that's in his back you know stuff like that is off the charts thank you thank you very much um and and, and one thing i do have to say is like this whole free the elite series it really has like gained this crazy cold following and and I couldn't have done it without my wife. Like she is absolutely incredible when it comes to like shooting and her mind as far as like putting together cinematic scenes and and her editing is just like off the charts. And she has such a great taste in the way to put movie, uh, uh, a certain uh, musical composition with a, a certain scene. And, and you'll you'll see that more than any other time in the episode that airs today at noon. But uh, one thing about her too is like she's very tough. She's very aggressive, and it's always good whenever I shoot ideas at her. She's always good at like modifying them or giving me a different idea outside of wrestling and, and we're really good we 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 are very good at uh you know creating a compilation together so i i have to commend her on that i couldn't have done this without her she is very tough to work for she's very aggressive i know dave knows her very well uh she's actually probably more demanding than vincent man is in some ways when it comes to like shooting stuff so she's a, she's a tough boss she's the only woman i fear i don't ever cross <laughs> rebby i love her to death rebby i love you and uh, even though you still should have taken a super kick from the Young Bucks when you were pregnant. But that's just me. Probably <laughs> probably better that she didn't do that, Tommy. Uh, it would be the first ever fetus going over, brother. Uh, but, you know, Matt's right about Rebby and the fact that sometimes you need somebody that's going to be tough and tell you, not just say, that's great, just because it's your wife and she's supporting you, but somebody that's going to be like, you know what, you should add something here, or I don't like this at all. Maybe we can go down a different avenue. And, Matt, I'm sure getting that constructive criticism is key for a series like this yeah it is and and it's very nice to have and like i think for her too it's like she is not like obviously i'm i I am very passionate about professional wrestling i keep up with everything you know i always have no matter where i've been no matter where i go i was a huge fan growing up so i still keep up with things and i love to see guys that i think work real hard succeed and, and and make livings off doing what is their passion day in and day out you know, but for her, she is not as big of a wrestling fan now, and she's like definitely into things all outside in the world, outside of the wrestling bubble. So it's good to like bounce ideas off of her. You know, it, it really helps me out, and she really is like, if there's something she doesn't like, we'll talk about it, and then we'll try and come to a compromise or something to improve and make it better. Like uh, get, getting together and collaborating on stuff is so important in this. You know, like it, I think a talent and whoever they're working with. It's so important that they collaborate, and the talent has a say in what they're doing, too. I mean, that's uh, an issue that I know people talk about with you know, WWE every once in a while. You know, I, I think you have to, like, if you have a talent that you have faith in and, and, and you trust, you kind of, like, you got to get out of their way and let them do their thing. I think you try and uh, collaborate with them. You, you give them feedback. You give them suggestions. But you have to let them be them. If you give them something that isn't them, it comes off as being, like, you know, it, it comes off as being phony in some ways. Matt, it's uh, no matter how she may feel about me personally at times, I know I could always go to Beulah and she will tell me the real deal. Why I always say I love Rebby Hardy because she straight up saved your life and got you on the path of Mm -hmm. being a, a great human being that we all know that you are. And, you know, you get to experience life at a different because if. If it wasn't for her, you wouldn't have your children. We wouldn't have seen all these different uh, creativity out of you because of the path that you were down. And another person where you just said it, I I watched last night on uh, backstage, Jeff, saw Jeff in a total different light, and I was so, so happy. But even Jeff said, Matt is the one who's about to go and critique people because he knows the deal – there are people like that, and your brother's just like, well, I, I chose a different path, but we all need coaches, and you have always been that coach, that that locker room leader. Even on my own shows, I would be like, hey, man, is there anything you didn't see? And I've been wrestling longer than you, 
but you're someone's pretty much that I respect their opinion and I know you won't bullshit me and you'll tell me the truth. You bully Ray, you know, he'll be like, Bubba be like, oh, you're fat, you're slow, you should have done this. Done. And so then you move on for it. You're a little more tactful, but that's <laughs> a little more tactful. But that's I'm, what I'm little people little in this business need, man. We need truth because yeah. no one is no one is perfect. No one has a, a perfect performance. And if they do, you just say, Man, that was a great match. And it's over, it's done because wow, Matt Hardy validated that match. I'm good with it. I really am. And that's how everyone else, you need those people in your world. You you do. I think, uh, you know, uh, once again, a collaboration, a collaborative effort makes things better always. And, and, you know, like I always want feedback on my stuff. Anytime, like if if I was running a show, if I was the booker 100% with with all the power in the world, I would like to throw my ideas out. And then I want a team of people around me to like say, well, I think this is really good. But this could be better if we did so-and-so or this really isn't good. We should change this. I mean, that, that's what I would want, you know, and I think just collaboration is how you get the best product, whatever it may be. And and when you talk about my wife, Rebbe, you know, a lot of people, she's, she's very intense. Truculent is the adjective I like to use to describe her. <laughs> she's very truculent, but like she is so in, intense. And, you know, for the people who do think she's crazy, like she was crazy enough to stay with me during my darkest days. And, and I will never, ever, forget that you know and, and for that i owe her a debt and you know she's given me these beautiful children we have a great life and and we we see things very differently all the time i'm like the ultimate optimist she's the ultimate pessimist in some ways but we always work things out and i know if it came down to it she would take a bullet for me you know and i would do the same for her that's how it is we we, we made this deal to be together to raise these kids and to do things right so so we're a family and, and we got each other's back that's that's our deal matt with you leaving WWE. Uh, I love how the 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 world wasn't happy because they kind of felt like we wanted more out of it. But they also don't see the other side of the wrestling business where our lives are like for me, you're my world heavyweight champion. If you come to Impact Wrestling, you're the world heavyweight champion. Uh, other people in other places see it different. And yes, our sometimes creativity is stifled. However, you truly are a professional because, and even in your Matt Hardy way, it still has people saying, I think he's going to go to NXT or I think he's going to show back up because of one, your professionalism of you thanked everybody for WWE, you moved on, blah, blah, blah. But then the way WWE even sent out their release statement of you was different than how they did with any mm-hmm. other superstar. <clears throat> which makes people believe and hope because no matter where you go, the people we joked about it. I could point out a Hardy boy fan from a mile away and they will always remember you for that. Just like they'll always remember you for ECW me for ECW, but wherever I've wrestled in impact now longer than I was in ECW. I wrestled in WWE longer than I was in ECW, but it's, they love all those moments Um, for you. With this cloud of where is he going to next, you're great because you're going to capitalize on it. And can you give us an inkling of what you, what's going on next for you? Maybe April 11th, House of Hardcore. <laughs> uh, I would love to. I love House of Hardcore. And, and, and you know it's no secret how much I love the Thomas the Dreams. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I so dig those crowds, and I so dig what you're doing, and, and I have a great appreciation because you really are. You are the epitome, you're like the heart and soul of what the wrestling business is when it's all said and done. Not, not about the money, about the passion. And even going back to the whole WWE experience, I am very grateful. As I said in my uh, video, The Thoughts from the Throne, when I announced that I was letting my contract expire, like if it wasn't for Vince McMahon giving me an opportunity 20-plus years ago, I wouldn't have had this life that I have right now. So I will always be grateful to him for that. You know, even if there's things... You know, like later on that we didn't see eye to eye on. I mean, that's, that it is what it is. That's business, you know. And and I feel like when it comes to Vince and the WB, in some ways, I've kind of aged out. And and I think kind of my brand of entertainment and the way I feel like I have to be utilized isn't like one of their priorities. And that's fine. And I get that. And I understand that. And that's that's no issue. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any resentment towards anyone. I, I'm very. Happy with the time I had there. I'm happy I got to come back and leave, uh, leave WWE like being a an employee that was like waving the flag and, and working as hard as they possibly could. You know that WrestleMania 33 moment was amazing. 
I'm very happy that I got the opportunity to do a version of Broken Matt Hardy there. It wasn't all that I would have liked it to be. You know, it'd been nice if I would have had more say in what I was doing, but it is what it is. And and then when it was all said and done, like I went there, they treated me great the whole while. Uh, I had great conversations with everyone that was there. Uh, creatively, we're just on different pages. And nothing against them. It was just time for me to go somewhere else if I want to like maximize and optimize my creativity and especially what my role is going to be, especially if I want to be involved in a prominent role somewhere else for the last three, four years I have left to do this. And that, that's where we're at. Three, four years? No way. You're going to keep going. I'm almost 50. Come on. You're going to keep going. We have to wrestle like when we're 60 and 70. We'll see. We'll work on that. You know, like, uh, <laughs> there, there, there's a, there, there's a, uh, a lot of longevity here on the Hardy compound once we start doing cinematic fights. I can't wait to see, you know, Matt Hardy and Tommy Dreamer in the, uh, in the extreme deletion <laughs> 25 years from now. It's going to be pretty epic. Can the Lake of Reincarnation grow hair, by the way? Because I need to jump in that. So does Zach Ryder. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we just have to sprinkle a little propitiation at first. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but Matt, and, and like, you know, Tommy just mentioned the WWE sending out the tweet that, that your contract was expiring. You sent that out that, you know, you came out with that YouTube video of, you know, your contract is now expired. I, I know that must have been bittersweet for you, but also exciting for you because, like Tommy's been saying, there's so many options out there for you. And it's not even so many options. There's so many people that want you. You really are that hot free agent like we see you know, in the NFL and the NBA where it's like you're at the top of your game, you're in the prime of your career, you're, you're, you're at the creative peak of your career. There's, there's options for you. I mean, for you now at this age with your family, and I know you're, you're a family man, you're a father, you're a husband, um, what, it, what are you looking for now at this next stage in your career? I am looking to have a, a much bigger say in my creative process. And I just kind of want to, like, put my ideas out there. I want to bounce them off people. I want to collaborate. I want them to help me make them better. And then I want to do my thing. And I think I want to be utilized in a way that I should be utilized for a 45-year-old who's been doing this for 28 years, where it's like you're not wrestling every single night. Uh, Your character kind of uh, takes the priority over your actual athletic performance. You know, although I am, I'm like right now in the best shape I've been in a long, long time. The last I've been in a long, long time, and I'm busting my ass and working hard. That that is what I want. And just if I can find that atmosphere, I will call that my Arcadia, and that that is what I'm shooting for to do right now. I love how uh, last night, and we would all joke about it, be like, "Ah, it's Jeff. He's fine. Fall off the top of a ladder. He he's fine." And Jeff said right. he went his entire earlier career no surgeries, and Matt was the one getting banged up. And now that Matt is older. Matt's been in the best shape of his life, and Jeff's the one always getting hurt. Um, what what did you do to? I mean, you did you trans? You got like old school Matt Hardy, you know, girl swooning body going on. What'd you do to change up? <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, I just want to say too, I wanted to hit on Jeff. It was great to to see that last night, and just how healthy and refreshed he he looks. And like the conversations I've had with him, he's been. Very different, and it's been very good. And I know he had a lot of stress going on, especially the situation with our dad, who was in real bad health. And I was away working on the road at that time, and Jeff really was there with him every day, working to try and help him rehabilitate and, and, and get better. And, and he did, but I know it was like a lot on Jeff. So I'm glad Jeff finally took some time for himself and, and took care of Jeff. And I'm very excited for him to be back, and I hope he does great in everything he does. Um, as far as me, what I did, I, I just kind of changed things up. And, and I even want to – go back and uh, uh, address a rumor that's kind of been out there for a while that people have talked about. There was a point in time when uh, myself and Ray, we were teaming up, and we'd won the tag team titles, and we were doing the Deluders of the World, and there came a point where we dropped the titles to the B team, and then we were we worked a few hot shows and we were kind of off TV for a while. And I know during that time, whenever I'd left, I knew I was going to be off TV, I let people know that there was like an issue with my back and pelvis and a little bit of fusion going on. I mean, that's something that I've had for years. And it had never disqualified me from working as it is anyway. But at that time, just because I knew we were being taken off TV for a while, um, I hadn't been hurt at, at all during my WWE run. That's why my contract was never extended, and it finished on the regular date, unlike Jeff, who had his contract extended because of the injuries. I had been healthy, but like during that time off, whenever they decided to take myself and Bray off TV, 
I actually just changed up my workout completely. I did like a lot more stretching, almost like yoga based, uh, cardio first thing in the morning, every single morning, very dedicated one body part, just go out and kill it and destroy it, work it hard and just go a lot lighter and like not trying to be, you know, trained for someone who is my age. And that's how I was doing. And it's just like diet, man, you, you really, your, your body's kind of built in the kitchen. So diet was a big thing. And I, I really worked hard on that stopping eating at eight or nine at night and not eating until, you know, the next day after my workout. And, and that, that worked miracles for me, especially like the stretching and, and yoga routine that helped out so, so much. Matt, isn't, um, I think you put it out there. We had talked about, didn't something happen where your body gave its own fusion, like with your hips or something like that with bone spurs? Yeah. That's just what I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, it had, I mean, like, you know, when people look at me and they see like the stiffness and I've alleviated that to a degree and I'm still doing everything I can to try and reverse that process, but it's nothing that would have disqualified me. I just kind of like let that fact be known to the world because they were taking us off TV. Yeah. And but in reality, I think like, go ahead, Tom. The actual medical thing that happened to your body happened to me too, where every one of my vertebrae from the top of my neck all the way down to my bottom, I have bone spurs that have latched onto each other. And I basically gave myself my own fusion. Um, and that kind of happened with you with your hips, correct? Yeah. With my, with my lower back and hips. Yeah. Yes. And, See, and it's still, bumping is good. It's still, yeah. It's still one of those things though. Like it's fine. It doesn't, you know, disqualify you from wrestling or it just makes me a little stiffer. And I've done what I can to, to loosen all that up. In all honesty, I think the reason Bray and I ended up being pulled off TV at that time is that they were tired of us suggesting ideas and how we become the Hardy <laughs> compound and we shouldn't be wrestling all the time. And I just, I really, I think that whole scenario was between myself and Bray could have been so much more if we would have been able to get people to listen to our ideas. Like we wanted Bray because, you know, his house had been burned down where the whole Abigail scenario was. He'd lost his white family. You know, we literally wanted him to come here with a stick on his back and a bandana with no belongings and like join the Hardy compound. We're going to have senior Benjamin out having him do chores on the moor of lawn and King Maxwell bossing him around. Like if we could have got to those vignettes and did that stuff, I think we could have really had some magical stuff because like two characters like Bray was at that time. And then myself, like we're much more like of a vignette type team as opposed to going out and having a three minute match every single you know, every single Raw of the week. Matt, do you feel the old, you know, if WWE or Vince didn't create it, he doesn't understand it was part of that as well? I mean, I, yeah, I, I can see that, you know, and, and it's one of those things. And, like, I, I'll be honest, like, it, it was whenever we first did Woken Matt Hardy, Vince was the one that initiated it. And I think it was because people would stop chanting the lead, you know, and he'd ask about it and we talked about it. And, like, I'd wanted to do it. And I think there's a possibility of that, but also it's a very, it's a very different concept. And, you know, I, I, I don't think he completely understood it. You know, he gave us an opportunity, but also giving us an opportunity, I think it allows him to say too, like, well, I gave him an opportunity to do it and it didn't work huge, you know, but like I, it had to be, it had to be done very different. I don't think he, whenever we first did that vignette and we laughed at the very end, like we end up laughing almost every single week. And like, th there's times where this stuff could be serious. You know, there's times where it can be, you know, humorous and funny, and it's supposed to be. There's times where it can be dramatic. There's times where it can be scary. And, and you have to have all those elements to make some kind of odd meta act like this work. And, and it just ended up getting moved into too much of a laugh at each other too often, I think, to right. really be bought in correctly by the WWE universe. I could picture, like, Vince looking at it and, like, turning his head like a dog when he listens to, like, a dog hears, like, a strange story. Like, what? <laughs> Tilt his head. I don't understand this. <laughs> But yeah. you know, you know, it's it's also one of those things, man. Like, like with him, I have so have so much respect for him because he has so much going on. Like, you know, now that he's, oh, yeah. you know, taking underneath his wing this XFL endeavor, and then he has all these live these hours of live TV every week, and just this massive, this massive, incredibly insane empire that he's running. Like, I, I just I don't see how he stays on top of anything, you know, because he just has so much, and, and he really wants to be hands-on with everything like you know he wants to like have his finger on everything and make sure he kind of knows what direction it's going it's just like so much uh, you know it, it's it's unbelievable the workload that he has and we i was talking about it before also like how do you tell somebody that that's one been so successful or hey i could have these deletion characters but hey i also have the hardy boys 
And, you know, that ro- that right. WrestleMania pop, uh, there's no more the Road Warrior pop. It was the Hardy Boy yeah, pop because it was One of the greatest level. WrestleMania moments of all time. So how do you go and tell a person, well, no, this guy is is good, but this guy could be better. Well, I got somebody who's good. I'm happy with that. It's 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 that weird dichotomy that as wrestlers, because we want to be so much more and give so much more back to our company, and that creativeness is what really strides or makes like people like me, people like you, want to continue to give to this business as well as it's it's helping Matt Hardy, but it would also be helping WWE and it would be helping Bray Wyatt and it would be helping people like that because that's the type of person you are. Well, and I, and I think it's also great for the fans too, Tommy, because you can have, I mean, everybody loves the Hardy Boys and that moment at WrestleMania 33 with Matt and Jeff, like I said, is one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. But I think if they would have listened to Matt and Bray, and Bray Wyatt actually tweeted yesterday, don't go Matt, because... I think you saw the potential there. It's it's a different character. It's a different personality. So it seems brand new. And a lot of complaints about the WWE is they're relying on things that happened 15, 20 years ago. But if you have a different personality and character and it's fresh, it's going to seem brand new. I think that's good for the superstars. And, and Matt, I think that's good for the fans too. I, I do too. And, and one thing that I would just like to say, just to like make sure, put this in everyone's minds, the reaction that we got at WrestleMania 33 for, you know, the original Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, we wouldn't have got that reaction if Broken Matt and Brother Nero hadn't come to fruition. You know, if they hadn't come to be, you know, that is what got us red hot again. And, and that is one thing that I realized, like, you never stay the same in this industry. You're constantly changing. And, like, even with what happens in these, you know, there's, there's going to be after today's episode of Free the Elite, there's two more episodes. Uh, what, what happens when I get to the next stage? When I become the second coming of Matt Hardy, that character is still going to evolve and it's going to change. It's not going to be just like the original Matt Hardy. There's going to be many more layers. Like, actually, I'm working on creating one of the most layered characters in wrestling history. You know, so it's, it's just, there's a constant change all the time. And, 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 and that's what you have to have to stay fresh and to keep people interested. And I know, like, even when Jeff and I came back and we, we did the Hardy Boys, like, after Jeff got hurt, I still did an overseas tour. And, like, every single night, you know, there's delete, 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 delete. You know, that's what people wanted to see at that point. Like, you know, the Hardy Boys is just kind of like two guys that were, like, 25, 30 years old, you know, and, like, we're kind of past that. We've moved on. Like, we work a different style. We, you know, have to you, you have to constantly keep changing and evolving and, and, and keep your act fresh. And that's the secret to longevity in this business. Well, I'm looking forward to what's going to be taking place in just about 30 minutes. The season finale, part one of the season finale, go to freetodelete.com. It's on YouTube, free to delete. And again, two more episodes. And and hopefully soon, Matt, we find out where your new home is going to be. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i I'm excited to learn what my new home is going to be, too. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, to finding an Arcadia. A uh, creative paradise for Matt Hardy. It's very, very important to me. Well, and uh, I, I just want to say to you guys, like, thanks for having me today. And, and once again, I, I can't say enough good things about the WWE. Uh, I, I enjoyed my last time there, and they really did. They treated me like they treated me so well. It was such a professional environment, and, and they really are. Like, I wish absolutely nothing but the best for them. And you know, because of Vince McMahon and the WWE, we have modern day wrestling. Absolutely. Um, bless you, Matt, and, and what the future is for you. And of course your beautiful family as well. And I wish you all the best and thank you so much for the time. And again, part one of the season finale, as soon as we sign off at noon Eastern time, free to delete.com. Matt, thank you so much for the time. All right. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Delete. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.